everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Heavy Debriefings Podcast. This is Josh Runquist here, and for the first time in quite a bit of time, I have not one, but two brand new interviews to be able to show off for albums coming out this week from the bands Nordic Union and Erroneous. And I'm going to be straight up with you since this is going to be taking up pretty much the entire show. And also the part that I haven't really caught up on anything new in entertainment. Well, nothing that I haven't already revisited. And due to a gigantic busy week in the past, doing six interviews in seven days, all I'm really going to be doing after my second interview is talking about my mental state. And if you don't give a crap about that, feel free to close out the show after the second interview. But if you do stick around, I have two great interviews and... I got the soundtrack for the week as well. So let's start things off with something that's nice and metal-y, and then get something that's very, very aggressive. And we're going to start it off with Nordic Union, talking about their brand new album, Animalistic, coming out this Friday through Frontiers Music. In this interview, I got to talk to Eric Martinson, also of the band's Wet and Eclipse. Talking about working again with the tremendous power that is Ronnie Atkins of Pretty Maids. Making a more metal album. Being inspired by metal. Being inspired by world events. Just trying to make the best record you possibly can. And all of the stuff to look forward to outside of Nordic Union. Including upcoming touring with Eclipse. So no further ado. Here is my interview with Eric Martinson. Of Nordic Union. Hello. Hello. Hi. How's it going? It's all good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview. Yeah, I'm I'm on my way to the airport. We're gigging with the clips, so I'm sitting in my car at the moment. If it sounds funny, that uh, sounds good on this end, and I I appreciate you uh, still taking the time to do this, even on a day of travel. Ah, of course, no worries. Oh, awesome! It's well, it's great to be yeah. able to talk to you again. And uh, uh, I got to talk to you uh, last time for uh, the latest Eclipse album, and now it's great to be able to talk about the brand new album uh, coming out next week through Frontiers Music for Nordic Union. Yeah, was it back at, like a year ago we talked? Kind of. You know? Yes, it was. Yeah, wonderful. So, uh, with that in mind, I've been able to check out this brand new album from Nordic Union, and I just love everything that's going on with this it it's got such great variation with it it's a great album experience there's so many great highs and lows of emotions and everything in between and yeah just everything that's going on with this album just feels like it was perfect in the way that it's come out yeah thank you so much yeah it's it, i really enjoy it as well it's from personally it's my favorite of the three albums we've done so far so and i think ronnie feels the same way as well so yeah we're really happy with the record and um oh fantastic yeah, so yeah w- with that in mind i mean what was it like to start writing for this album well uh i just i thought about it today and i it, the, the album is quite heavy it's, it's the heaviest one so far it's almost metal at, at times and uh, uh, I, I was fixing with my house or renovating my house and I was you know tearing down walls and I I was listening to a lot of heavy metal or, or uh, at the moment because I was like I was almost angry because I really had to work hard with it so when I then I came directly out to the studio and I started writing for this album and it's like the only riffs I could make was heavy metal riffs yeah it's, it's amazing how that works isn't it and yeah. you know it's just like I really love the 
what's come from it with that because with the addition of almost more heavy metal sounds it, it really makes the album so much more diverse yeah i totally agree yeah and i think that's what i really do appreciate about the album as well too because when it gets heavy it does get heavy but when it scales back when it becomes more melodic when it becomes more uh ballady when it becomes more somber like you really feel all those different emotions and it, it shines through so much between your songwriting and ronnie's vocals yeah and and i think it's a total it's a great fit for ronnie because he is a great you know, heavy metal singer as well you know he can sing all the, the beautiful ballad stuff as well but he is also really good at the, the heavy metal stuff and i think he, he has did two solo records which are more not pop but more more very melodic and softer so i think it was about time for him to start singing some heavy stuff as well oh yeah totally and again it just it works out so well and i i really do feel like this is the uh the best nordic union album to date and just you know, i i love the pairing of you two between the past two albums and just seeing that continue to shine with animalistic is just it's it's so great to see it and i'm so excited for everyone else to be able to check this out next week yeah yeah i can't wait to see the reactions i've seen a few reviews so far and uh, it's been the ones i've seen is it's been really good so fingers crossed <laughs> the fans will like it <laughs> you never know when you start when you start writing a record i can only make songs that i like myself and you never know if someone else is going to like them because you're, you're the only reference you have is yourself so well it's just all for the best oh absolutely so you know thinking about that as well too i mean obviously when uh, you had this in mind when you were writing for this album what was what was ronnie's reaction when he started hearing the songs for the first time yeah he really liked it he, and he really liked it that it was heavier uh, he always liked all the songs i've sent him i think it's he really liked the kind of songs i write but uh, i think it was really excited when he heard it. it was more the more heavy stuff and the heavier the songs were the happier ronnie was it was it was great oh yeah and like you mentioned before i mean he has such a great range and he's able to hit so many great styles and uh, vocal ranges and everything else that goes along with it so yeah and like you mentioned before you know it's just uh, the fact with his uh, solo work is much more melodic and of course his work with pretty made it's, it's it's great to be able to see something with this kind of intensity in 2022 yeah absolutely i think back in the you know back in the 80s when they started he had this two voice thing he had, he had this very soft melodic ro- melodic voice that was super clean and then he had this angry voice that was a bit was almost too angry and they were like two different person singing when he did his stuff but as he gets older i think the, the you know the screaming voice has gotten better and and his his soft voice has been has gotten more rough so i think it's his it's a better singing now than he ever was i think it's 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 just delivers the best vocals performance of his life yeah i can totally hear it uh especially throughout this album you know it's just like he absolutely shines with his vocal ability and of course uh you know the best way to be able to show off that vocal ability is uh, the background of some fantastic music and this is some of the best music that i think you've written as well with like all the endeavors that you've been a part of and how much i love the eclipse album from last year it's just like it's great to be able to see this different side of you with nordic union and getting heavier yeah thank you so much really appreciate it oh for sure so you know w- with that in mind i mean obviously there's so much that goes into making the album and everything and of course with the promotion and being able to put out singles and videos what was it like with that like uh, being able to make the videos for the singles for this album yeah 
it, it was super fun. Uh, we will work with uh, with the same guy who did the uh, Viva La Victoria video uh, with Eclipse, uh, Patrick Leos. He's been doing a lot of Swedish, you know, death metal. You know, he done a lot of from all, all from Europe to to, to uh, in flames and you know everything in between. He's been doing a lot of videos, so he's a super professional and it was really good to hang because Ronnie is doing his. I'm doing my stuff. All the the whole band is recording in Sweden, but Ronnie is doing his vo- vocals in. Denmark, you know, with um, Jakob Hansen, a, a great Danish producer, mixer guy. Uh, so he's been doing it because he lives pretty close to him. So it's finally we can meet at a, at a video shootings. So that's always great to drink beer and have a good time and do some rock videos. Oh, definitely. And I mean, that's some of the best parts is when you are able to get together. And of course, over the last few years, it, uh, the, the world has made it harder to be able to get together. And now that things are slowly starting to get back to normal, I mean, it's great when you are able to travel together and you're able to, even when it comes to doing something that can be very taxing, like making a video, it can be that much more fun because you're getting to see people that you haven't seen in quite a bit. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's that's really, that's the best part of, you know, that's the best part of the experience of doing music is being together with other people. And as with, especially with Eclipse, we're starting to play a lot of live gigs and festivals this year. And it's super, it's so exciting to be back on the road to be able to play the music you know when we released the record uh, wired a year almost a year ago you know we released a record we couldn't really play it live we played a few gigs but then it was lockdowns again and stuff so now that we finally can be out playing the songs live again it's, it's great yeah and in speaking of Eclipse, uh, just like you mentioned i mean it's it's so great to see that the album is starting to get that live promotion because those songs totally deserve it yeah, this, they're they're really good live songs. We can we, I think we play like eight songs, eight or nine songs of the record live. We always play a lot of new songs. So, so and, and these songs works extremely well live. They're you know up tempo. They are you know very much a rock and roll vibe of the whole album. So that works really well. Oh, absolutely. And you know, again, uh, thinking about that with uh, Nordic Union as well too, and being able to see this different side of both you and Ronnie being able to show this off. I mean, just like looking at the music videos and like seeing how much fun it looks like you're having being able to create those videos from the final product i mean i really love visually what's going on with everything between the the music videos and of course the album cover as well too it's just such a great striking album cover i love the dark colors that's used amongst with it yeah. and i think it's a great representation of the album yeah i, I totally agree it was ronnie idea with, with the you know the you know the, the men in suits but with you know the wolf face wolf faces and i think it was a really cool idea i really liked it oh definitely and yeah i mean it's it's, it's definitely one of those where when you get the physical version of it on CD or on vinyl, I think it's just going to look so striking when you're able to hold it in your hands. Yeah, I haven't received it yet, so I'm really looking forward to that. Always the vinyl, always, you know, the CDs look good, but always it's always the vinyl that you go for. That's the one that I'm excited about. Oh, for sure. And, you know, getting back into the recording of this, obviously getting in the studio and being able to record these songs, what was that experience this time around? What was it like for you? I, I think it was... I think the main part of, of doing a record is is uh, writing the songs. You know, if you don't have the songs, you you can you can be in the best studio and have the best mix in the world, but it will not help anything if you don't have the songs. So the main part of the, the whole process of making a record is writing the songs. But uh, this time, I, 
think it went really smooth, Ronnie. No big problems at all. We had songs were coming along quite easy. Uh, uh, Ronnie was only involved in writing two uh, two lyrics on this record because he was he was just coming off um, his solo record. He was pretty you know he was worn out by writing so much material. So uh, so he he asked me if it was okay for me to write more of the lyrics this time, which I did. And but I was in a creative process as well, so it was yeah really smooth. Ronnie and myself we were really excited about the songs, and then you know. For, for me personally, recordings, the recordings, the actual recordings of the musicians, when you have the songs in the pre-production, it's pretty easy to, to just, you just replicate and do it better than the pre-production kind of. So, uh, so everything has been super smooth. Oh, and that's so great to hear that too. I mean, I know sometimes yeah. things can fall apart in the studio and songs don't work out the way that you want them to or equipment <clears throat> or whatever the case is, but hearing that yeah. it did go as smooth as it did, it's so great to hear that. Yeah, but, but usually when, when you have a song and it doesn't work in the studio, you, you know, sometimes it, it, of course, it helps to change sounds and it, it, to change, uh, you know, do different, uh, to do different arrangement of a song. But when you, uh, but, but when when it's uh, when the song is right, it's always super easy. And when you struggle, there's probably usually the problem is the songwriting. Yeah, and again, you know, just like a, seeing the, the the inspiration for this album too and you know just having like that new vibrant uh, more heavy sound going on with this album i mean when you have that creativity behind it and you're able to explore more options it's it's great to be able to have more that you're able to work with in your musical palette yeah absolutely yeah totally agree. so uh, with that in mind i mean what was it like for you when you know obviously being able to sit with these songs being able to hear ronnie's contributions and of course uh everything that goes into the mixing and mastering of the songs i mean what was it like to hear the songs back for the first time in its final form i, I was super excited when we when we, you know it's when you start thinking about making the first guitar riff for a record uh, as I, i've been making so many records in my life I, I know it's a long long it's a long way from you know the, the first thought of picking up a guitar and play uh, you know hitting the strings until we're making the videos and, and check out the, the artwork for the cover it's a lot it's a, it's a lot of work to put in and when when you're when you're at the end of the record when the record is done and recorded you're usually super tired of the of the whole record but this time it was like everything went so smooth so when when everything when I, it was recorded and mastered and mixed i just lie down and listen to the record several times and i really enjoyed it and i and as i'm, I'm a singer with the clips it's it's always great to to hear someone else sing your own your songs because i'm so pretty tired of hearing myself <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that can happen to the best of us, but at least yeah. when you do have someone that's uh, uh, going to be singing your work, it's awesome to have someone like Ronnie being able to transcribe your lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. And he always, he, he you know, I, I I do the vocals and I sing the songs and I do everything that's going to be on, on the songs. And he do them, you know, quite similar to what, how I would do them, but he do, he make he still makes them his own and he do small changes and, you know, makes them Ronnie instead of Eric. And uh, that's always, so that's always fun for me to hear it makes me exciting when I when I get the you know his vocals back into my studio and I add them to the projects and I, I listen to the you know what he's been doing with the songs and it's always super exciting and he always he always surprises me in a positive way. Is there any particular examples of that throughout the album like that really stuck out to you from seeing him shine like that? It's it's everything from you know it, it's it's small things here and there. It, it changes phrases. He uh, on the we uh, we did on the first single for this record in every waking hour after the whole 
whole song stops. It's, it goes it goes quieter. It's just a guitar playing, and he's he's just doing this super soft vocals. That's it's like super emotional, and that was not on my demo. He did that in the studio because he just came up with this thing because I had the guitar outro, but he added vocals to that outro, and uh, that's actually one of the songs that he wrote uh, lyrics for. So yeah, that's he added something, and it it really makes the song a lot better. And I'm so glad to hear that as well too, because even before I realized that it was one of the singles, when I heard the album, it's just like that was one of the songs that really uh, struck me. And I did feel some emotion uh, inside me when I was hearing his uh, vocal range going on with that. And the fact that he had that much detail in that song, it's just so great to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Because when, when I sent it to him, I only had the, I, I'd had a, I call it swinglish lyrics. It's just, it's just nonsense lyrics. I just sent him, uh, I, I think some of the lyrics from, from the chorus was actually in my kind of nonsense lyrics. But I sent him like, this is how this melody goes. This is how it's, this is how I, I, I imagined this song just do whatever you want with it and yeah that's what came back and it was really good ended up being one of the singles oh that that's so great to hear that and yeah between yeah. Uh, bo- both singles that have been released and again uh, the the videos for them you know just in every waking hour and this means war it's like i really love the visual representations of the albums and it just has a great striking appearance along with it as well too that just really makes you appreciate it yeah very heavy metal <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> just like in every waking hour and just like being able to see the fire in there as well too it just like it, it gives it that little extra to it to make you appreciate it more yeah absolutely i totally agree we had the we had the the, the guys uh, you know the whole band coming together playing and that was really it's, it's good to everyone could be in the same room together it was great Oh, absolutely. And of course, with all of your musical endeavors, too, I mean, with all of the great musicians that you get to work with, with all walks of life, being able to show off some great rock and metal music. I mean, it's, you know, it's I can imagine with like having so much uh, on your plate, being able to go between different bands and projects and being able to have the live shows and, of course, uh, Eclipse being able to really show off the, the new album. I mean, it's, it's great to see that the creativity and inspiration is still r- running wild for you and you're able to have the passion bet- between everything that you do yeah yeah thank you uh, uh, i think it i think it was songwriting and and everything recording it's just the more you do it the, usually the better you get it it's like it's like everything you do in life you know if you if you're a carpenter the more the more you do that the better you get you don't get worse for every every you know if you make kitchens for every kitchen you make you get better at it you get don't get worse at it and uh it's, i think it's the same kind of with songwriting not always but usually it's, it's like you, if you don't if you're really into it and you put your heart into it i think it just gets better and better so thinking about that as well too i mean obviously with uh, how much i'm really loving this album and of course uh, again with the latest uh, eclipse albums being able to see that side of you as well too like has there been like any of those moments where you're you're writing and like something like really sticks out and you like particularly proud of what you created i always make every record as good as i can you know you know, some sometimes it, it gets really good. Sometimes it's not as great. I always try to, you know, keep my the worst song needs to be good on the records. Because if so, if I don't have enough good songs, I just continue writing, and I I really put down the hours until I have the record. You know, uh, until I'm like I like every song on the record. There shouldn't be a song that I don't like on the record. Because then then I just keep on writing until we're we're happy with it. Uh, and so yeah, I think it's a lot of hard work 
is was needs to be put into every record. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I don't and, know and if the that answers the question. So I, great. Yeah. Yeah. The payoff is is great because if you have great songs, I think people will listen. Oh, for sure. And I keep yeah. going back to it for that reason because it's it's just an album that is just like it it fills me with, with such a great sense of wanting to keep going back. And you know, it's just like there's so many things that go into an album that that matter so much. I mean, between the songwriting, having the right musicians, mixing, mastering, the the track order. I mean, that that's yeah. something that's very important too. Like that can affect an album so much. And it just feels like the songs are in that perfect order with this album. Yeah, I think running order is pretty is pretty important. Um, it's uh, it, it can really, especially when you have those songs that are kind of odd on the record. They can sometimes be hard to fit, but if if you you make them in, if you put them in the right place, they will make total sense on a record. Or you can just, you can also screw it up pretty much. Oh yeah, and hope, but hope, but again, hope, I'm just hope. so happy to see what the way with the way this has turned out and all the great things that are happening with Nordic Union. And I've, I've seen such great praise for the singles released so far. And I'm so excited for everyone to be able to check this out next week. And I mean, there's just so many great things that are going on with Nordic Union. And of course yourself too, with everything that you got going on. And and I imagine yeah. that uh, things are going to keep getting busier for you too. I mean, now that uh, Eclipse is able to play more live shows and everything else that you got going on. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been pretty busy. And uh, we have festival season here in Europe though it's uh, we play a lot of great festivals uh, we're going to go to switzerland and play uh, friday we're going to play in finland on saturday and it's you know it's, we have japan japan coming up and it's going to be yeah we there's a lot of stuff happening and it's, it's it's super exciting yeah and i'm i'm excited for you too again just seeing uh, all all the places that you're able to play here the nordic union album coming out next week through frontiers music uh, everything else that i'm sure is to come down the road i mean there's a lot of great things happening for you right now and um, just as as a fan i'm just so happy and excited for you to be able to do all of this right now oh thank you so much yeah thank you so much it's like it's, it's people like you who write about it it's for it's the people who listen to it it's the it's the people attending concerts they are the people who, who you know make music come alive it's, it's you know we, we can only we can only you know it if, when you're on stage, it doesn't matter if if it's a local uh, cover band uh, in a bar or if it's ACDC. Without the fans in the in the audience, the bands on stage are nothing. So it's you know we owe it all to people like you, to everyone who's listening. Of course. Oh, I I truly appreciate it, and I know the fans that are going to be checking this out, both new and old, are really going to appreciate that as well too. And I think with that, I think that's an amazing note to end on. And of course, again, uh, the brand new album from Nordic Union, Animalistic, coming out the twelfth of August through frontiers music uh, this has been an absolutely great time to be able to catch up with you again and be able to talk about nordic union talk about eclipse uh, all these great things that are happening with you and i thank you again so very much for taking the time to be able to talk to me about all of it well thank you for taking the time oh i'm i'm so glad to do it and i can't wait to be able to show off this interview and yeah it's just been a great time being able to talk to you uh, I'll, I'll let you go as i know you're uh, about to catch a flight so again i appreciate you taking the time on a travel day to do this and I just wanted to show my appreciation and I hope you have a safe flight and a great rest of the day. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, same to you. Uh, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. And welcome back to the Heavy Debriefings podcast. You just got done here in my interview with Eric Martinson of the band Nordic Union, talking about the brand new album Animalistic, which is coming out this Friday through Frontiers Music. And if the sound quality wasn't exactly the way you wanted it to be, well, one thing you got to keep in mind, which I've had to explain to others, is what you're hearing right now, my voice, is all controlled on my end. When it's on the other end, 
I can't do anything about it. That is completely on their end, and especially considering the situation that he was in, he was just about to take a flight to be able to uh, do a show with Eclipse over at Vakken. I can't blame the sound quality, so I do apologize if it wasn't completely up to snuff for you, but that is how it be sometimes. I say that because I've gotten crap about my Zoom interviews before, as if the quality on the other end is my fault, and that is a problem with Zoom, and that is a thing on their ends as well, and not everybody has a professional setup. Sometimes they're just using their cell phone, sometimes they're just using a laptop, sometimes they're using a, a headphone mic, sometimes they're using a webcam mic. I mean, there's so many variables, but I think what's important here, at least in my humblest of opinions, is what's being said. It's clear, it's audible, and I hope that's good enough for you. But that said, if you did not like the audio quality of that one, or if you just want something that's a bit more brutal, well, I'm getting that taken care of here with the band Erroneous. Talking about the brand new album, Urkala, which is coming out this Friday through the Artisan Era. In this interview, I talked to Ryan Brumlick about how the band started, where the band is now, will the band ever tour, what to look forward to on the next album, and so much more. So here you go, let's just get right into it. My interview with Ryan of the band Erroneous. Hello. Hi. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm a little bit late. Um, John kind of booked a couple back-to-back, and I was a little late coming out of the last one. So uh, I appreciate you staying, you know, standing by for me. <laughs> oh, not a problem. I'm glad we can do this and talk about some great music coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. appreciate you having me on. Oh, not a problem. So, you know, with that in mind, I mean, what is it like to have this album coming out in a couple months? There are a couple weeks now. Um, it came really fast. Um, to be honest, uh, you know, with perspicacity, it was really long. Um, it's kind of like six years in the making. And so with their coming out just two years later, it's a lot faster turnaround, <laughs> which is great because, you know, we're not the most patient people sometimes. And it's good to kind of keep the boat going and not have to wait too long uh, you know, we, we just don't like keeping people waiting that long for, you know, more material from us. And it also helps us kind of remain a little bit relevant to an extent. So, yeah, I, I'm glad that it's uh, coming out soon and it came a little bit faster than I even thought it would. So it's very cool. Oh, I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear that, too. I mean, the fact that, you know, it is having that consistency behind it to where people won't forget you. More people are going to remember you. And, you know, the <laughs> fact that it is such a short span in relative terms between albums is a great thing especially when you have those creative juices flowing yeah yeah i mean uh with urkala a lot of these songs are actually pretty old kind of uh leftover songs from um perspicacity writing sessions actually so and actually urkala uh, where this whole concept of the album came from is so me and the other guitarist Nick we had a side project called Urkala and then that kind of uh, went you know it didn't really work out um, so we were like well you know all this material that we wrote for this side project actually sounds a lot like Erroneous anyway and why don't we just use this material for the next Erroneous album and there's enough there to work with where you know we just made a whole nother album out of it and so we are like well 
well. You know, the concept behind Urkala is cool, so we'll just name the next erroneous album Urkala. And so we rolled with the concept, all the songs, and kind of even altered them a little bit to make them more erroneous-y. And so, yeah, it all worked out really well. So that's how it kind of came about. And to me, that's such a great thing to be able to show that a, a lot of the material might might be older songs and riffs and ideas and all those things, but they were good enough to keep. I mean, the, the fact that, you know, they might not have fit on one particular album, but you were able to know that the songs were good enough to be able to use them in the future. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird how that worked out. And honestly, at first, like, uh, I, I kind of... Uh, I forget who brought up the idea originally to use those songs for another erroneous album, but at first, like, I was kind of, I think it was Nick that um, brought forth the idea. And um, at first I was kind of hesitant because I wasn't super confident in the strength of the songs or the direction sound-wise that it would be for our next album. And so I, I kind of pushed back a little bit at first. And then eventually I warmed up to the idea and I was like, you know what, actually this is a pretty good idea to use all these songs for that and um, let it be the next erroneous album. And, um, and then, you know, all the songs that I was kind of questionable about once we heard them you know with the full picture with vocals and real drums and everything and it actually being later stages in the mixing process it really just kind of hit me like oh wow I'm actually really confident in these songs now and it's it's all coming full circle they actually sound really sick and I don't know why I doubted myself you know in the first place so yeah it, it was really kind of uh nick if i'm remembering right that kind of pushed to use these songs and told me hey ryan you're tripping like these songs you know they actually do rip let's use them so i gotta thank him for that <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure because he's totally right these songs absolutely do rip like from start to, to finish i mean it's just it's so great to see like the technicality behind it but it just like all everything makes sense behind it as well too you know just like from start to finish just like every song is completely solid oh i appreciate that so much man i mean <laughs> uh it's really nice of you and uh, honestly the aim with this album well, there there were like a couple new songs that we actually wrote you know more recently that we added to the mix too um because we really wanted like it uh you know when we were discussing it we we're like well if we are going to release this as an erroneous album we want it to all just like every song we just wanted to be a banger and so it was pretty much just aiming for all bangers the whole album you know it's all killer no filler there's really not a lot of uh like interludes or real or anything um it's just kind of like gonna smack you in the face one track to the next until the album's just kind of done so with that aim in mind you know i, I think we accomplished the goal pretty well with this album oh for sure so thinking about that as well too i mean of course uh being able to use some older material mixing that in with new material i mean what was it like to be able to write some new songs to be able to like match the mood of the album i mean obviously you've got ideas from the past and you want to be able to match things to make it cohesive mm -hmm. so what was that like yeah it you know it, it's kind of weird I, i'm glad you mentioned that so um 
we had old songs that were just kind of sitting there, which made up for probably like, I would say probably 60% of the album. And then there was that 40% where we needed to fill the gap and add songs in to actually make it feel like an album and not more like an EP. Um, for me personally, I like releasing albums. I, I much prefer an album to an EP just because, I don't know, I, I like listening to a story basically. When, when I when I get an album, I view it as kind of like a story to listen to. Um, thematically not only through the music but also the lyrics whereas an EP for me is just kind of like a little tease you know it's it's a tease for me um I like you know feeling full after a listen you know what I mean um so we wanted to make it an album and not an EP we like if we just you know cut it off and we're like oh let's use the Urkala songs erroneous it would have really only been an EP because we only had enough songs for an EP at that point but um we actually were because of the pandemic um after Perspicacity was released we couldn't tour because we uh released the album on march 13th of 2020 and then we were trying to figure out you know how are we going to tour and then you know the next week literally after we released the album we got put on lockdown nationwide so we're like ah okay what are we gonna do now so then we started writing for our next album and uh we got a ton of songs written during that downtime more songs than we knew what to do with so we had two extra songs that were just kind of sitting there so we were like and eh, well it doesn't really fit this new album and then urkala the side project <laughs> i gotta preface that urkala the side project did not work out so then we had all the urkala songs and then we had these two extra songs from the writing sessions of our other new album and so we're like well these two other songs don't fit the other new album let's see if it fits with Urkala and we tried it out and we put it uh like I kind of came up with the track listing order of like where each song would fit best and I listened to the whole album all the way through and I was like you know what like I you know this uh track list makes sense it flows cohesively all the songs work together really well they all have that same level intensity to them and so we're like yeah it, let's let's do it let's uh use these two songs slap it in there and we'll call urkala an album for erroneous now and then uh we actually do have our other we already have the follow-up album to urkala written and recorded too so now we have two albums in the chamber um we've got urkala coming out and then the follow-up album who knows we might have it out next year or it might be the following year depending on you know how we go about with the release of it we're trying to be really strategic about it trying to be smart um but yeah so that's how the or call of the full length came to be and meshing all the songs together and uh kind of what we're looking at for the future too oh that that's so great to hear that too i mean when you you got the ideas of what to do and you know like uh things happen in the world that's and that can sidetrack you that you're able to take full advantage of that and being able to work on other aspects of the band i mean when you can't tour you're able to write better songs and you're able to just keep getting stronger as a band and being able to figure out what works and what doesn't work and the fact that you're you already got the next album in the can almost and just be you know obviously fine-tuning and all that stuff that'll happen before the release of that but the fact that you already have that in motion 
is so cool. Yeah, I mean, because we couldn't tour, it just kind of made sense. We didn't want to just sit there and do nothing. Um, I couldn't because music is very ingrained into like who I am, what I really enjoy. It's the one hobby that I really have that I gravitate towards. And it kind of keeps me sane, keeps my life from feeling, you know, mundane. Um, I really enjoy creating music and, you know, just creating with my friends in that collaborative environment, sending bouncing ideas off of one another. Just made sense when the pandemic happened to just kind of buckle down and uh, keep writing because if we can't tour, we might as well write, you know? Oh, for sure. So, you know, thinking about that as well, too, I mean, obviously, uh, at least from what it sounds like when you put something together and you're writing out a demo and you want to be able to show everybody else, like uh, you have so many ideas that you make yourself. I mean, whether it's the instrumentation, you're putting uh, MIDI drums together, whatever the case is, you're you're putting the songs together like that. So what is that process like for you to be able to write those and then eventually be able to share them with the rest of the band? Uh, so the process, like my writing process, um, it, it might differ from some other people, but I, I feel like it's kind of common. Um, but for me, uh, what I do is... Um, <laughs> Well, okay, so with Perspicacity, it was very much uh, guitar pro oriented. Um, a lot of riffs were just like written on a computer, which sounds just ridiculous. We would write the most ridiculous stuff we could come up with and then try to force ourselves to learn it. And uh, it, it ultimately did make us better guitar players because we were writing things outside of our capabilities at the time. And we can play Perspicacity songs now, but uh, Urkala and the album following that are a much different approach. Um, so Urkala um, wrote that largely with, you know, practicing with guitar in my hands, just kind of riffing around. And uh, I would, um, generally the process for creating each of those songs was I would jam with a guitar in my hand and then I would tab it out in Guitar Pro. Um, and then I would program the drums in Guitar Pro. And then I would send the ideas off to the guys and they have the Guitar Pro file so they can kind of tweak and add in whatever they want. Um, but largely, uh, it's just kind of me writing with a guitar, plugging it into Guitar Pro so I can kind of uh, have tabs because I found that if I get lazy and I don't tab stuff out right away, it's just gone. I forget it. So I, I make sure to tab all of my stuff out right away. Um, some people frown upon the Guitar Pro usage, and I think that's kind of silly because, you know, you want to be able to remember your stuff um but uh yeah for me i use it as kind of a notation tool obviously um i mean that's what the program is used for but it is kind of a tool for me to notate right away in real time while i come up with the parts and also send it out to my bandmates and then uh i recently well i'll touch on that later but basically that's how urkala the writing process would go i would come up with the uh, guitar parts tab it out send it out to my friends and collaborate and then uh yeah we would finalize the song and then we would just track it so yeah that's kind of how that all went and with the album following Urkala I'll tell you a little bit about that process so that actually I finally <laughs> buckled down and got Reaper um DAW software to record guitar parts I don't know why I waited so long to get you know a recording interface 
and everything. But I finally learned how to track my own guitar parts and I don't have to rely on anyone else for tracking. I can just track my own stuff at home and I am self-sufficient finally. So that was a really cool feeling. So the album following Urkala, I uh, tracked a, a lot of my own stuff, you know, solos, clean guitars, and uh, we would demo out, demo out some rhythm guitar tracks too every once in a while. And yeah, so I'm finally self-sufficient in that aspect. Before that, I always had to go to Nick, our other guitarist, house to kind of track me <laughs> but now that he lives in florida he can't track me anymore so i was kind of forced to learn how to do it finally and honestly i'm kicking myself for not learning how to do it like 10 years ago oh yeah i completely understand that and i i feel reaper is such a, a lifesaver when it comes to anything i record like uh, reaper has such an easy interface once you get everything dialed in you it, it just saves so much the hassle compared to other DAW software out there and oh, I yeah. live and breathe by Reaper and it's it's great to see that you're taking advantage of that but also the fact that you have learned from so many different ways whether you're recording with people whether you're recording on Guitar Pro now uh, being able to work on Reaper by yourself I mean being able to have all this in your repertoire is so cool because you know whatever happens in the future you're now prepared to be able to write in all these different environments yeah I, I mean even if everything goes to crap say like all my bandmates just randomly hate me for some reason <laughs> i can still <laughs> record music on my own <laughs> but I, I don't anticipate that ever happening i i want to play with these guys forever <laughs> the the current lineup is uh we just gel you know it's so it's so chill and there's no uh personalities that clash everyone gets along really good everyone in the band has been friends for a very long time um with the exception of our new drummer Kevin Paradis, um, who recently joined us. Uh, we're, we're still getting to know him a little bit, but, um, you know, all the interactions we've had with him have been overwhelmingly positive. He's an amazing drummer, and uh, yeah, I couldn't ask for a better drummer that could join us. And our new bassist, uh, I've always known, um, well, not I shouldn't say always, but I've known him for a while. Uh, his name is Jason Bauer. And then uh, Brandon Brown, our new vocalist, he actually used to be our rhythm guitarist, but then he moved to Kentucky and he had some, you know, things that he was kind of dealing with there. So he uh, left our band for a little while there when he was moving to Kentucky. And then, uh, um, yeah, just last year, we asked um, him to rejoin us as our new vocalist because uh, our old vocalist, Zach Early, decided that the uh, band was maybe a little bit too much for him. Uh, he had a lot of stuff with his life going on at the time. So uh, he ended up exiting the band and we still love Zach. He's always going to be one of my best friends. Um, it's just, you know, he had some things in his life going on and, um, you know, he didn't really have time to uh, keep up with the band stuff. So he ended up leaving for his personal reasons. And then Brandon, we asked to join back with us, not as a rhythm guitarist, but as our new vocalist. And so, yeah, our new lineup, uh, I couldn't be happier with. Um, like I said, all really awesome dudes. I love them all. So, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going off on tangents. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, it's great to hear you praise the band that you got going on because when you hear the album, you can just hear everyone just being able to shine on this album. And it just it feels like such a great collective of musicians. And I can imagine when 
you know, live shows come up and, you know, anything that's playing now and anything coming up in the future, when you do get together, you're able to jam the songs and you're able to get on stage. It's just going to be a powerful set. Yeah, well, so I want to touch on the uh, live stuff a little bit. Um, Let's see. So right now, like, because Kevin, okay, so I live in Green Bay. Um, Jason lives in Appleton. Brandon lives in Milwaukee. So that's three of us that live in Wisconsin. But then our other guitarist, Nick Wires, he actually uh, used to live in Wisconsin in Appleton, but he moved to Florida. Um, He wanted to, you know, just live somewhere warmer, I guess, (laughs) which I can't fault him for. The winters in Wisconsin are brutal. Um, But uh, yeah, he lives in Florida now. And then our new drummer, Kevin Paradis, lives in France. So that makes playing live very difficult. Like it would have to be a big tour for it to even be worth Kevin's while to fly out here and Nick's while to fly up from Florida. So it's really up in the air, like what's going to happen live with tour. But right now we're just focusing on, you know, creating killer music with our best friends. Um, But I I won't rule out playing live because it is something I really miss. Um, You know, I never thought that I would say that I miss you know playing all the small baller shows that i used to play <laughs> because they were like so frequent and but yeah i really miss playing even those small venue shows you know and i miss playing on big stages small stages medium stages any stage really uh i i, I miss it a lot and uh, it, it's a shame that you know everyone is kind of far away now but you know i i still do appreciate um you know, creating with my friends and shooting musical ideas to one another and you know just still creating killer tunes with each other so for that i'm always going to be thankful for um as far as playing live again kind of questionable up in the air hopefully it happens but i can't make any concrete promises like i have uh two kids and nick wires has two kids which also kind of makes things a little bit difficult but yeah so that's kind of where we're at with that i just want to be transparent you know um because live it has been kind of a big question mark over our heads for you know a little while now and that totally makes all the sense in the world too and again you know just like um whether it's a lockdown whether it's uh life priorities whether it's location uh priorities you know it's just like there's so many variables that can happen but the fact that you're all able to still get together creatively you know whether it's uh, through computers or being able to meet up just like a couple people or whatever whatever the situation is the fact that you're all able to come together as conglomerates and being able to work on creative ideas and be able to put out killer material is such a great thing to be able to have and when you're a part of such a great label as you are when you're able to grow the fan base as you have been between both albums and what I can only imagine will happen with the next album as well too. And just like seeing the rise that's going on with that. I mean, the fact that you can keep this going in any capacity is such a great thing. Well, thank you. I I really appreciate that. And that, you know, I, the tour thing and live shows that you know i really don't want to let anyone down either like i I feel bad because i know that there's at least at some capacity some people that want to see us live out there and it's something i really want to make possible it's just i right now i i don't know (laughs) it's it's hard uh when everyone lived in the same state it was so easy we could you know play any show that we wanted now it's become increasingly difficult to do so yeah and it's good to have that real 
unrealistic things that could happen, but also at the same time, you're not ruling anything out either. And you never know a huge opportunity could come out at some point because of this album, because yeah. of the next release, <laughs> you never know what could happen. And the, the fact that, you know, it's just like, even if there's just like a little glimmer of hope, there's still something that could happen. But until then yeah. you're still releasing killer music. Yeah. I mean, if we got an email like tomorrow, that Metallica wants to take us on an international tour, I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh yeah i don't know we'll, oh, we'll see what happens with all that i guess oh for sure but you know until then i mean you've got a great album that's coming out in just a couple weeks now from tomorrow uh on such a great level like arson era and just uh being able to get to check this album out from start to finish and see where you guys are coming from and just seeing the progression of the band and only what I can imagine will happen with the next release as well too. And seeing the progression that's happened with the band, it's just really cool to see where you guys are at this point. Uh, so many great things that I've been seeing on online about you guys with the lyric videos that you've been able to put out and the, the full on uh, animation releases, the album covers absolutely killer. I think it just matches the whole mood of the album perfectly. I mean, there's so many great things that are going on with the band right now. And I got to imagine with that alone, it's got to be a great feeling to be having this album coming out and just seeing such great things about it. I, I really appreciate that. And um, the artwork, I, I gotta, <clears throat> gotta shout out my main man, uh, Samuel Nelson for that. Um, he's, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but uh, he, he, he has done some artwork for some other artisan bands as well. Um, but he is just an awesome dude. He, very easy to work with, personable, love working with him. I can pal around and joke with him. And, you know, we've established, a, I think, a really good relationship and you know you can shoot him ideas and he just runs with it and goes crazy with it the album artwork for akala um i i think that cover is insane and he did it in like three days and yeah the turnaround time was insane um you know there, there's maybe some concepts that he might take a little bit longer with and um it really kind of depends on you know how the creative mood strikes him you know if he if he's like in a tangent like he'll just go off and go nuts and have something for you really fast and with the Urkala album art he just got in the zone and just banged it out and the results are nuts basically like Urkala is um, like another term for like the underworld and I just told Sam hey just draw what Sam's version of hell might look like and he was just like oh yeah alright and he just kind of <laughs> went off with it I gave him just complete creative control and he knows I really appreciate you know the kind of trippy almost psychedelic style to art and you know that i like you know trippy dark looking art and so he really just kind of went wild with it and yeah i think he did a killer job oh absolutely and i feel the same way about you guys as well too with this album and uh, i can't wait for everyone to be able to check it out in a couple weeks uh, uh through the arson era uh and you know with that i think that's a great note to end on as well too and i thank you very much for taking time uh you know it's a busy press day and i appreciate you taking the time to be able to talk to me about everything that's going on with the band with the album and what to look forward to in the future oh, i appreciate that thank you very much for having me and welcome back to the show you just got done here my interview with ryan bremlich of the band erroneous whose brand new album, Urkala, is coming out this Friday through the Arson era. And kind of just like I said, I mean, at the time of recording this right now, we're just about at the 50-minute mark, and that is almost the entire show, so I just wanted to give a brief little update on my mental state. 
Then, I will take a minute to be able to put together the soundtrack for this week's show. And with all of that in mind, with my mental state, it's been a very topsy-turvy thing that's been going on lately. There's been a lot of highs that have been happening. I got to do so many great interviews over the past week that I'll be showing off on the show throughout the month. I'll also be able to... Well, I mean, if you want to check them out right now, almost all of them are up on YouTube right now. But if you want to check it out in the podcast version, there's a lot to look forward to this month because... For the rest of the month, I have at least two interviews per show. One might even have three. I'll have to see how saucy I'm feeling for next week's show, which is also my 34th birthday show. Let's just see how saucy I get. But there was a lot of highs that came from that, but also a lot of lows. There was a lot of things that happened on the background of me. Uh... Some of you might remember from last week's show, and I think it talked about it the week before as well. I was originally planning to go see the band Rammstein with a good friend of mine at the end of the month. And just playing out of nowhere, my evil stepmother, I guess that's a nice way to put it, put my dad's funeral, who died back December 6th of 2021, the same day. And I'm also, as of right now, was never told about the funeral, and I'm not invited. But I feel like I still need to go. I'm not sure if I'm welcomed. I don't know what's going on. It's just a complete, utter cluster. Check out past shows if you want to hear a little bit more about it. Right now, I'm just tired from it all. And basically, with that in mind, I mean, if I do go to his funeral, I'm missing out on Romstein. And if I don't go to the funeral, I'm also missing out on Romstein because of a multiple multitude of different reasons that are not just that. But that was the straw that broke the camel's back. There's a bunch of other stuff that was going on. And unfortunately, thanks to the last few years and all the problems that have happened on my end in the world, I'm just not going to be able to make the show. And it breaks my heart. I really, really wanted to go. But with that said as well, there's some other things to be looking forward to. I got some great interviews that are going to be coming out throughout the rest of the month, like I mentioned on here on the show, and also ones that I hopefully will be able to conduct throughout the rest of the month. There's some cool stuff that's being lined up right now. One that I've never done before, where it has to do with music, but not a musician. I think that one will be pretty cool and being elusive because I just don't want to jinx it. Some other bands that I've interviewed before, and I'm already going up into September with stuff that's already backlined, so as long as nothing happens to me, you know, knock on wood, everything should be okay and shows should be going forward as normal. So with that in mind, like my mental state, I'm pretty messed up right now. You can probably hear it in my voice that I don't have the enthusiasm that I normally do due to so many different reasons. But I'm still glad that I'm here. I'm glad this is the first show past the 11th anniversary show. And I got so many things lined up and it just makes me happy that people still want to talk to me, that people still check out the show, and that I'm still around. And... Again, if you're struggling yourself, there's there's always something to try to keep you in a better state of mind. It may not be evident, and you might have to search for it, but there's something to keep you going. 
I'm still looking myself, even though there's some good things that are going on with me. The negative is more than outweighing the positive right now, but I'm still trying. And if I can do it, I hope you can as well. And rather than bumming everybody out for the rest of the show, I am going to take a minute, even though it's going to be instantaneous for you, and put together episode 20's soundtrack for August 8th, 2022. Be right back. And here I am back with the Heavy Debriefings podcast for the episode 20 soundtrack for August 8th, 2022. If you want to check out this particular playlist, go over to Spotify. Search my name, Josh Runquist. That's J-O-S-H space R-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T, where you can check out all 10 songs in question. But if for some reason you don't want to check out Spotify, just click on Spotify or just write down the names I'm about to say and see if any of these are for you. Starting it off, of course, is Nordic Union with the single In Every Waking Hour off the upcoming album Animalistic. Then we got Erroneous with Nigeltu, which is off the upcoming album Urkala. Then we're going to keep up with more of the black gaze, black metal sound with the band Guerrera and their brand new single Mantle. Then we get into the black thrash of the legendary Goat Whore and the brand new single Born of Satan's Flesh. Then we get a bit more of the black metal, but more the progressive black metal side from a band known as Dreadnought and their brand new single Gears of Violent Endurance. Then we get into some mellow death in a collaboration I never would have expected with Wolfheart featuring Jesse Leach of Killswitch Engage with the brand new song Ancestor. And in another collaboration I never would have thought, also in the vein of Killswitch Engage, with Ether Coven and Howard Jones, formerly of Killswitch Engage, and of course now, of Light the Torch. And the brand new song, Consequence of Self, Let the Nails Carve Our Names in Rust. And that's off the brand new album, The Relationship Between Hammer and Nail. Then we're going to be playing some In Flames, which I'm a little indifferent to, but I'm putting it on the playlist to see if it changes my mind. It's brand new In Flames with the new single, The Great Deceiver. Then we get a little bit more into the Melodeth sound with clean vocals with the band Obsidious and the brand new single Devotion. Then of course, might as well just end things on a wacky note because that's what Boris does. You never know what they're going to get with each album and off the 2022 version of the album Heavy Rocks, which I believe is the third album known as Heavy Rocks. It's Boris with the song My Name is Blank. And that is the soundtrack for episode 20 for August 8th, 2022. Make sure to go check that out on Spotify and search my name, Josh Runquist. That's J-O-S-H space R-E-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. Or just listen back, see if any of the names are familiar. Check them out on your own resources. Or just click on the Spotify link, look at those, and then look them up in your own leisure. Either way, just check out the bands. That's all I care about. And I think that does it for the show this week. Thank you so very much for tuning in and checking out my interviews with Erroneous and Nordic Union. Tune in next week where I'll either have two or three brand new interviews depending on how saucy I feel. And that is also my 34th birthday show as my birthday will be next Friday, August 19th, which has a boatload of brand new albums that... I wanted to cover, but sadly couldn't, for various reasons. Albums I do get to cover, and other albums I'm not even aware of yet. 
But of course, check out Heavy Debriefings on all your favorite social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all under the name Heavy Debriefings, except for Twitter, which is Heavy Debriefs, which, gotta be honest with you, after taking that break from Twitter, it feels so nice to not be on Twitter. And if you don't see a lot of action on there, that's probably why. I'm just having a really hard time going back to it, and who knows, I might not. I might just keep it a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram thing. We'll see what happens. But of course, also check out thatdrummerguy.com for all of your heavy debriefing needs, including over 830 interviews. So many more to come up. So much more to look forward to on my way to nearly a thousand interviews. Not saying I'm done at a thousand, I'm just saying that is a pretty cool goal to have. And once again, thank you very much for sticking around for the show this week. I truly appreciate it. And until next week, and I will be back next week, this is Josh Rumpel saying, see ya.